Look out, something is going to get you tonight. Let's talk about the thing that's going to get you tonight. Welcome to the Happy Harvest Carve Show. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Brian. And this is the Happy Harvest Horror Show, where we get together and talk about our favorite spooky things. And this week, we've got a tasty topic to talk about. But before we do that, we've got our own little ritual, our own little appetizer, as you will. And that is... <laughs> chatting Did you about... have to, like, prepared? Did you, like, nah, write? Like, I'm all right off stuff? the cuff. I'm right off the cuff right now. But I am... I'm feeling myself. This is I'm doing a great job here. <laughs> but before we get to the main course, Corey, <laughs> how spooky uh, has your last few weeks been? So the, my my big thing, my big spooky thing, it was a few weeks ago now, but, you know, haven't haven't talked about it yet. So I feel I feel like it's a big one. I feel like it's definitely like a spooky bucket list moment for sure. Um because, you know, I live in the mountains in Colorado right now, and I took a little day trip up to Estes Park and visited the iconic Stanley Hotel, Woo. which um, I just went for the day. I didn't stay. Me and a few friends are actually talking about going for a night sometime. Cool. Yeah, uh, and doing the whole thing. Um, so that might still happen. But I did a day trip up there. And yeah, it was really cool. Like they do like, they do like spooky tours. They do like ghost tours essentially, like where they tell you all the spooky history and there's so much spooky history at the Stanley. Like it's not, yeah, it's a, it's just a really, really old hotel. Um, And so it, it had like kind of a spooky reputation before the shining. So there's, there's just like a lot of good little stories and, yeah, it's just like a fun tour where they like they're like this is like a super haunted mirror. Like take a picture in it and maybe you'll see a ghost. And like <laughs> and I was like I will take a picture in that mirror. <laughs> um just lots of stuff like that. I had a drink at the fucking iconic bar, which Did was- it look like the bar? Yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean it looked it looked very different it's like it it looked different and didn't you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. smaller than i was anticipating and like you kind of come in from the side so it just like it it doesn't it doesn't um look like the bar but like it does still like have like any gold art deco all over like a little bit it does still kind of have a little of the style and the vibe it looks more like just like you know, a typical, like, nice hotel bar. You could, it's got, like, the, like, behind the bar, like, where, you know, all, like, the alcohol, the whiskey is and stuff, and there's, like, the kind of, like, mirrors and things. Like, it looks, it looks similar, but different. Um, But you you can still, you can still kind of get into the vibe. Also, they've, I guess, for, like, the past 20 years, they've, they've made whiskey, like, their big thing. So, like, just any whiskey ever there. Like it's like a big uh, part of their, like their thing. Um, so yeah, it was cool. It was cool to just sit, sit at the bar and like drink an old fashioned and be like, Hey, this is spooky. Yeah. <laughs> I got one right now. How Very nice. 
<laughs> great choice. Great choice. Um, so that was cool. And then uh, they just had, yeah, there's lots of little touristy stuff. Great gift shop. Like I can imagine. Was there like a two room 237? Was there a head to like the spooky room? Was there like tours? I'm just really curious. about. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of unfortunate. I couldn't go up to 237 because they only allow you to go up there if you're a guest. Mm. Um, so that's another reason why I want to stay the night. Is it an actual we, room or is it just like a, it is, it's an actual room. Okay. Um, yeah. And there's, you know, tons of like stories and lore surrounding mm-hmm. 237, but basically like the stairs going up there, they're like, you're not allowed to go up these unless you're a registered guest. Or a ghost. Um, yeah. Or ghost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I didn't get to go up to 237, which was a bummer. Um, but yeah, hopefully next time. But yeah, amazing gift shop, just like tons of shit from the, you know, just everything is like the shining themed basically. And then they also have a whole room that's just like local, like artisans and stuff like selling their shit, which is cool. Yeah. I bought a, I, I bought a flask that says red rum on it, which I'm yes, there you go. excited about and a pin of the twins um you gotta, but you gotta you gotta you gotta do it they got all kinds of stuff and then they also have like a little coffee shop downstairs and so on the way out i got a coffee and like the signature cocktail is of co- or the signature coffee is of course a red rum latte so um which is butter rum uh cherry and vanilla delicious good. yeah right. super good <laughs> um really good but yeah, I was like, I can't leave without having one of these. So yeah, it's got like the touristy vibes. Also, fun fact, I've been telling everyone this and it seems to like blow everyone's mind because I did not know this until I got there. Uh, the Shining, not the only iconic film to have been filmed at the Stanley <laughs> Hotel. Yeah. We also, we also got Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber was filmed at the Stanley. It was just incredible. Like, incredible. So um but yeah, it's I mean it's really cool. It's not it's not that remote um at all. It's pretty close like in the town. It's just kind of like up on a hill a little bit. Um, a little more so, developed than the what year did that movie come out? The eighties? I feel like it was eighties, but I always I always associate with the eighties, but shiny nineteen eighty, yeah. Um yeah, they make it, you know, they make it seem like they they were really remote, you know, they, they, they were going to need that snowmobile to like get out of there, but that's not the case. Um, <laughs> you don't have to run very far. Um, no, you'll be okay. um, and then they also do have a hedge maze, but it's, it's not as legit as the, it's not like that. 80 acres, you know, <laughs> um, it's very small and the hedges like are not even as tall as me. So like <laughs> Danny must've been really short, you know, <laughs> <laughs> It, but it is like gorgeous views. Like you get absolutely beautiful views of the mountains and stuff. It's it's a cool hotel. Yeah, and yeah, there's just a lot to explore. And yeah, they do the spooky tours. They also do historical tours where they just you know go deep into all the trees. So yeah, it's a cool spot. And I had a really nice day there. It sounds just a, rad. Just a, a spooky you know solo date, and it was it was cool. It was a really fun day. So that go. was my, that was my like big big thing. It's a pretty big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> Stanley Hotel. That's a pretty big one. 
How about you? Um, yeah, what have I been up to? A lot of spooky video games, actually. I've been, been you know, having a good time. We're dipping our toes back into streaming some fun stuff. And last weekend, there was a, which is appropriate for this episode, there was a uh, preview test weekend for Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Um, mm. And I, I know I already told you about this in our book club, but this game is so fun. And it's this multiplayer game where you can play as either like the survivors trapped in the slaughterhouse or the three members of the chainsaw family. And the, as your as the killer family, your goal is to keep them inside the house and not escaping. And as the survivors, you need to try to figure out how to escape. It's so um, well realized. The graphics are incredible. It's so fun finding like little iconic you know, pieces from the movie, you know, the doors or basement, all this. And it also like by the end of the game, you're like, especially playing the killers, you like <laughs> so demented. You like starting to become them a little bit because the game is just like keeping cats from escaping, you know? And so you get, it gets frantic and you're yelling at your you know family members of like, how did, why'd you unlock that door? Blah, 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 blah. You know, you found, you feel like the, the members. So I thought it was really fun and we're going to, comes out in August. Um, so I'm looking forward to streaming some more of that. Um, and, and also uh, the new Diablo. Diablo 4 is out. I know you're a big Diablo fan. Diablo. So I've been playing Diablo all weekend. Just all that, you know, high gothic, dark horror fantasy art, you know, just like. So good. So good. <laughs> oh, man. It's also oh. fun because I feel like it's always pulled from like medieval and like Catholic imagery, you know, from the oh, horror. Totally. And this is like, I feel like kind of branching out and getting maybe some more Spanish art in there and some Indian interpretations of like devils and demons and whatnot. And I'm having a great time. So, you know, you know you're a big Diablo fan. Get in there. Yeah. I got to get in on it. I got to get in it. You gotta. Got to. That's, that's about it uh, for spooky stuff. Book club is always fun. Always spooky. Um, we just got done reading. Uh, what did we just read? All all Hollows, the little Halloween preview of a book. I'm excited for Halloween. How, we're about we're over halfway. How are you feeling? You don't say. I'm excited for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Halloween podcast, and I'll tell you something. I'm excited for Halloween. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Uh, same. I mean, like, I'm also excited for summer. So I'm I'm on a mountain right now, like very, very high up. And, you know, uh, we're like, we, we're still kind of getting snow sometimes. Like, it's still very, it's still kind of like wintry, springy, even though it's the first week of June. Um, and I guess that's just kind of the way it is up here. So I am like, I, I would like some prime summertime, um, but I definitely have already had my like, yeah, like I'm ready for fall vibes. Like, yeah, we had a yeah. few weeks of hot in New York. I'm mm -hmm. I'm good. Tapped out. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I, I see what it. you're doing. I see where this is all headed. But we all, I think we, we should all just how much Brian enjoys being hot. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> Top 10. Love it. Um, <laughs> with my alabaster skin. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. I'm ready for those uh, PSL drinks to come back. I'm oh, yeah. For, yeah. All of it. All I've of been it. getting a lot of it on just like my TikTok feed too. Just like yeah. autumn, -y, you know, romanticizing autumn videos. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I'm here for this. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, well, well, let's, uh, we got a, we got a little spicy, uh, tasty topic to talk about today. Um, <laughs> It'll be uh, before we do that, we've already mentioned it a couple of times, but it'd be fun to plug. Just, we got a really cool book club. You like reading books? Are you smart? Do you like books? <laughs> you should join our book club. We read a book every month and we get together at the end and we have a great time spending a bunch of time talking about it. If you'd like to join us, just go to our Instagram, Happy Harvest Horror Show on Instagram, and follow our little link tree to learn about how to support us. Because supporting at any level, even one dollar, gets you access to hang out with us. You can pay to be friends with us. That's how <laughs> capitalism works. <laughs> you pay for our friendship. But to be, but to be fair, book club friends are real friends. Like like They're we have, homies. they are real homies. We've got like a tight knit little group at this point. So you know, it's not even it's not even a fake friendship you're buying. It's legit. <laughs> it's Dom Toretto, all about family, you know. <laughs> um, cool. Well, let's take a little break. Let's hear about Spotify for podcasters from our good friend Brian, and then we'll come back. <laughs> we'll talk about uh, a little taboo topic of eating people. Yeah, <laughs> eating people. We're back. We're back. We're here. We're here. We're hungry. And we're going to chew on some info about. We're going to chew people. on some ideas. <laughs> yeah. Just really let it simmer, you know, like <laughs> marinate over what what's it all about? What is it all about? <laughs> We'll be back for more puns later, but let's get into it. Cannibalism. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a, a freewheeling discussion about cannibalism, which you know, is... Like, a, what's, a, it, what's up with that? You yeah, know? what? <laughs> cannibalism. What's up with that? <laughs> Corey, what's your history with uh, eating people? Um, I've never done it. Okay, okay. That okay. I'm aware of. I've mm-hmm. never... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, interesting place well, to start. <laughs> well, if you've listened to us for a while, you know how deep we go into spooky Catholicism, which yeah. I think communion, it could be argued that that's a form of cannibalism. So well, why wouldn't it? Right. Because they argue <laughs> that it is the blood and body of Christ. Right. Exactly. But then they draw so the line of calling it cannibal. It's like you can't you can't have your uh, your cake and not eat it, too. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you got to um, eat the cake. So in that sense, I guess, bit of a history there. Um, I love the song Cannibal by Kesha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I also, yeah, just the history of cannibalism is crazy fascinating. And, you know, we're barely going to be able to like skin the surface of that, skim the surface of that, but like, I said skin to the surface of that. No, I caught it. It was good. It wasn't even should, an intentional You should have stuck with it. That wasn't even on purpose. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, use of, of cannibalism as metaphor is always super mm-hmm. interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Just the concept of, of eating, digestion, and consumption, and then like how that ties into, yeah, the taboos of, what it is to eat human meat, all fascinating things. 
Um, and then we're, I'm, you know, I think we'll get into it quite a bit, but I, I'm basically obsessed with, with the 2022 film Bones and All. Um, you, yes, this is true. You any, any, just come on, a horror romance about cannibalism? Like, I'm done. Like, it's just <laughs> <laughs> taking place in Iowa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> truly, like, like, so yeah. So that's uh that's that's my my um history with cannibalism. How about you, Brian? <laughs> yeah, I've been known on on you know the holy sad Sundays to to partake in the the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um his little his little uh cardboard wafer of a body eating that <laughs> down. Um no, but I I've never eaten people, you know. <laughs> I've never done that. I've never done that before. But at the end of this topic, maybe we won't be so judgy about it. First off, a little <laughs> quick, you know, <laughs> little history. Obviously, it starts with some real imperialist propaganda tactics. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh, oh, that old chestnut Columbus, you know, coming over, seeing these tribes that were mostly peaceful and then coming back and reporting like little little rumors little tidbits about you know there were some other tribes we didn't see that we hear ate you know the the body and blood of their their enemies and so like i have no proof of that but good on you columbus good way to report that um and so so those rumors definitely were sped and you know spread by the spanish to kind of maybe be fear tactics you know, to instill doubts about the enemy and to like really, you know, it's, it's create this derogatory image of you know, indigenous peoples. So that it starts. It's a great start way. There. Yeah. It's a great way to establish or, you know, to create fear of the other, right. It's a, like, it's happened many times throughout history. Like what better way to like make people be afraid of, another person or a group of people than to be like well they eat humans like it, it just it works every time it works every time yeah. and what do we all not like people that eat humans like, yeah um, yeah so it's um i think yeah it's a common one to kind of use like used to instill fear um but yeah it's also you know it's also just the cannibalism thing historically is very complicated because sometimes there are instances in this cold, harsh world where a human might need to be eaten to. Oh, totally. So (laughs) we'll get there. And it's even more, you know, interesting to throw a little more into like some of these tribes that maybe Columbus and, and the Spanish were referring to, you know, even though there wasn't any evidence of cannibalism, they did use body parts as trophies, which means cannibalism could have been a possibility or it was maybe just an intimidation or, a, uh, or an act of war, but who were picking apples from apples, you know, what the intention <laughs> was, was to make these quote unquote savages more scary. And so they created this image and now cannibalism became more of a taboo and something used to put on different tribes. And even when it's put on tribes that were like not doing it like you know nefariously. I know we've got like this image thanks to movies like Cannibal Holocaust and, and Green Inferno and all these, you know, that it's like very much a trope of like indigenous jungle people that will they're gonna get you to eat you, you know, where the you know there are tribes in New Guinea that um, would eat as a part of like a ritual of setting 
their loved ones away. Their loved ones would request eating their body to release their soul and their spirit. Um, interesting about that I is that it, you I know. I love it. I'm not I think it's kind of it. beautiful. A little bit, I, right? think so I think so you know, too. <laughs> kind of romantic a little bit too. You know, yeah. you're like consuming them. But yeah, I mean, but even in that case, that like when they're doing it like that, there are curious instances of disease that would come from it. There's the there is a disease that would come from it. It is a rare disease called Kuro. Uh, and an, it's a, a prion that is found in contaminated brain tissue that when you consume it, um, it will spread to you know the next person that consumes it and leads to tremors and shakiness and will result in death. But it's also interesting that because this tribe has been doing it for a long time due to natural selection, that they've become kind of immune to it. And so... That makes perfect sense. Your body... Like human bodies are fucking incredible. Like the wild. way the way they just we'll figure it out. Like <laughs> like natural they selection. It out. We'll, we'll get rid of ones that can't take it. You know, can't stomach it, if you will. <laughs> you know? but, uh, I think it's just interesting to bring this up because one, one you could take it away other way. On one hand, don't eat people; you're gonna get really sick. On the other <laughs> hand, eat a lot of people, and you're gonna be a okay. You and know? you're really, you're really gonna help your your immune system. <laughs> right. right, yeah, but that's that's a very much a, an example of a tribe doing it as part of their rituals. Uh, a lot of times, when this comes into history, it comes in really bummer situations: uh, cold weather, starvation, famine. You know, and they got to resort to man, that, that body right there looks pretty good right now. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I've, I know 100% I've said this on this podcast. I'll say it again. I say it all the time, actually. Like, if I am, if I am ever in a situation like that with, with any of you, anyone listening, like, like, and I die, you have full permission to eat my body. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, I just, I don't know. To me, that's like, I, it's kind of beautiful. Like if, I, if I'm with like my friends and we're in like a crazy survival situation and I go out like, and I can keep you alive, like that, that's good enough for me. Like <laughs> it's such a considerate act, you know, which I'd like to bring up. Cause I think this, this kind of, when I was making notes before this podcast of uh, being like, hmm, the, the topic points, dot, 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 dot. The act of offering your body up, like you're saying, is an act of like uh, goodwill towards men. You know, like I'm going to pass it on, pass on. I am no longer using the body. I'm going to be using it, pass it on, which is not far off from organ donors, which is a very common thing. You know, we're not consuming the hearts, but we are taking bits of the dead of the person to put them into uh, forward thinking that family members, loved ones that have done the same thing. I think it's a beautiful practice. I love it. Um. I, it's just interesting that like there's a very I think a very thin line between what you would consider consuming and like taking. You know what I mean? That, like, I yeah, I think I think on some if you go deep enough, I think uh, a heart transplant is a form of of consuming a body part of another person, right? Like you're taking it, it into your body, and mm-hmm. it is consumed by your body not in a dietary sense but in a different sense you, you know? didn't chew it i guess that's the bad the thing you know you <laughs> there's no chewing involved no but chewing. like <laughs> but yeah i mean i and i i think of it very similar as as organ donation yeah it's just like i don't the body is there and if it can 
give sustenance in a way that's going to help people survive. I think that's a great thing. Like it's simple resource allocation. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but yeah, it's fascinating that it's not seen that way, that it it is a cannibal. It is a taboo thing, which is also just found in biology that not in, and in humans, it's very rare for humans to eat other people, you know, and it's just hardwired into the brain. Same with animals. It's funny, I found this TED Talk, this sort of like discussion about this topic, and the article was like, it's very rare in humans, except when it isn't, except when we do it, you know, and the same with animals. It's very rare in animals. Almost no animal does it, except here's all these animals that do do it, you know, that like um, that, but it is all part of like a natural selection uh, within the animal kingdom that like there are know evolutions that happen that are outside the society norms if you can believe it they didn't like consult <laughs> you know with, you with BuzzFeed, you know <laughs> of what's what's hot you know but it's just a fascinating topic about uh because it's also taboo it's something you don't talk about and i think yeah. there's all this research on it um and because they're but that doesn't make it to mainstream and so when you get these stories of people having to result in cannibalism like in the 70s when that malaysian plane crash that happened all the headlines are only about that they ate each other and they were like it's super (laughs) that's why i actually really like enjoy talking about cannibalism or it kind of coming up in just like normal conversation because like i think it's really fun to uh, speak about taboo topics in a very like laid back way because it yeah. like it you can tell it like like people don't expect that and then often it leads to them maybe thinking about it a little differently so like I enjoy talking about cannibalism in like a relaxed way as just like hey it happens you know <laughs> <laughs> ain't that something you know because <laughs> I just I yeah I think like if you really interrogate it, you know, like, obviously there are instances where it's a horrific thing. Like, you know, if we're talking our Jeffrey Dahmers and stuff like that is a bad cannibalism. That is a very not okay thing, like, because it involved murdering innocent people and like, but like to get to the core of like, yeah, situations where it might just be the friggin circle of life you know people like they they can't a lot of times they don't think of it that way and i don't i don't know i think it's just uh it's it's been something that like you said has maybe never been super common but it has occurred through all of human history and like yeah and some and and not even in in it's even in in western culture it's also occurred oh yeah oh yeah we're going to talk about taboo. We're going to talk about mummies and the little powder oh, version so of them. I was going to bring that up, dude. Oh, we're here. Mummia. <laughs> it's um, powdered mummies. You take it as like a, you know, like your, your new B12. Um, yeah. And Just what is that? <laughs> rich fucking like British people got super into, you know, ancient Egypt and mummies. Rich people, dude. It mummies. is. And they were just like eating and like snorting mummy dust. And like, it's like, what, bro? That's wild. Like, like that's weird. All these people from New Guinea were like, you think we're <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> no, we would never, you know? 
for real such weird behavior you know but yeah on some level that's cannibalistic for sure um i did see that it was uh an ineffective drug um yeah there's like no i didn't get nothing (laughs) no nobody got nothing from it Just the uh, the weird, you know, superiority that you're sniffing dead people, you know. Yeah. And there was a mummy shortage because they so many people needed these fucking mummies for their little parties, and their little, you know, uh, ninja ninja blender bottle uh, smoothies of them, you know, like fucking. It's wild. We should so we, we deserve uh, anything coming to us, you know. That's yeah. <laughs> that's fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i i think there's also maybe like a because because we're like this is bad we shouldn't do this but also like does it what necessitates like a a good version of um cannibalism does it start with like a consent does it start with that i mean like i mean and then where does it get muddied you know because like when the new guinea cultures yeah they would leave they would direct their family members to consume my soul this is what i want this is my funeral you know directives and um but like in a plane crash you know like all the people that died on the crash didn't say eat my body you know but it's still a it's survival yeah survival so like i think in any way that consent can be given that's like the best you know the ideal way to go just with like you know that's that's how we approach remains in general you're you know you're supposed to have control over like what happens to your body. Um, and so, yes, that is definitely very important. Um, but you know, survival is a hell of a thing. Like, <laughs> don't like, I know it. And, I don't <laughs> <laughs> and I don't particularly fault people that don't, you know, have literally any other option. Um, that, yeah, it's complicated for sure. Also thinking about other versions of consuming people and what constitutes cannibal and what isn't. Um, And I thought about the other, you know, horror icons that we think about different creatures and whatnot. And I thought about vampires. Are they considered considered cannibals or not? I was going to, you're, you're a step ahead of me on this episode because I was going to ask about the vampires. (laughs) I guess it just depends on you because, because it's in the, in the nomenclature of it, right? Cannibalism is eating people. Yeah. Vampires just taking a little sip, yeah. drinking, you know? Yeah. So just, is that, yeah. but it's sip. still consuming, but it's, but they don't say that. You know what I mean? So I guess it's, it's, also, it's, it's consumption of a bodily fluid, yeah. which like does feel, I don't know. It doesn't feel as visceral as like the idea of eating human meat, you know? I mean, like, it just goes right back to like transfusions. Is that the same? You know? So when the vampire also, like, needs it. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, not to be like, I don't know, weird, but like, we humans consume bodily fluids of others quite often. <laughs> I'm on this great, this great Reddit thread, just like people are like going back and forth, like what it is. And the top, one of the first comments are like, but when they bite people's neck, they kind of eat a little bit of, of their flesh as well, though. I don't know, though. Don't quote me on this. Yeah. <laughs> like, is the, <laughs> the fluid count as cannibalism or is it the flesh? Like, does it have to be a flesh? Because when you're gnawing into a neck, you're going to get a little bit, you know? And yeah. does that a little bit count? Is that yeah. it? You know? Am I, exactly. Is, is yeah. biting my fingernails? Is that consuming that? Like a little... Yeah. 
Yeah. And oh man. Lost and we're constantly there. it's also just the way like he, like so now we're getting oh now we're gonna get real deep with it because like also what constitutes the material body like the corporeal body because we're constantly like shedding cells and you know shedding parts of our like my hair and my skin and like we're breathing and, mummy dust every day yeah and we're breathing in that stuff from other people all the time if you know if you're close with someone if you have a partner that you sleep next to you're like sharing all of that shit all the time and so it's like that's part of my body that is then getting into your system you know (laughs) you know it's a lesson in gluttony you know you just can't take too much you know (laughs) like take what you need but no more Control yourself. Take only what you need from it. <laughs> to exactly. Which is the lesson, which is also another cannibal story of the Wendigo. You know, that like when you consume somebody, you become this this beast that is never satiated or sated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wait, satiated? What's words? You know, you get what I mean. Uh, is the word. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah. And that's another lesson of like, hey, just don't take that. Don't take too much. Or just don't, that's more of a lesson to don't do it. <laughs> that's like, uh, you eat anybody. That's a, that's a big no-no. But they're, you know, they're a different culture. They're a different tribe. Well, yeah, but I also, yeah, like, you know, I just fundamentally believe in like the like birth, death, birth, like rebirth cycle. Like I just believe, I really believe in the cyclical nature of things. That's why whenever we've talked about like death and like what I want to happen with my body, I'm like, fucking throw me in the woods. Like I want the worms to get me like give, give me to the worms. Like I want, I want the earth to consume me um, already. So like (laughs) (laughs) already I listen to that hosier album a lot and I am ready (laughs) to join the dirt. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, to me, it it really is just like, I am acutely aware of the fact that this body that I like operate in can also be consumed and turned to energy for other beings. And while I think it's a little more like comfortable and natural for it to just be like the worms and the animals, like if it, if if it needs to be people like that's fine like i just i i don't know i just think of it very much as like it's all like like our yeah our corporeal bodies are made of energy and they're supposed to return you're supposed to return back into it you know you're supposed to like keep the cycle going that's and right. and that's why i think yeah that practice too of like maybe getting to consume a little bit of your loved ones is like kind of beautiful. It's it's very similar to how um, it's becoming more and more of a thing. And it, it's been a thing in a lot of cultures for a long time, but um, after giving birth, like it's really healthy, healthy for the woman to eat her placenta. Um, See, that's true. Now we're talking about a taboo, you know, it's like people are and like, it's, hey. well, it's, it's your own body that produced it. Okay. So it's like, I'm going to fucking eat my own shit if I want to, you know, like, but like, but like, it is, it is a, it's a, it's, you know, the, the stack that held the baby and it's just full of nutrients that were like giving energy to the baby. And now as a woman who just gave birth, you are complete, like, you know, you just got 
just annihilated, basically. You're completely devoid of a lot of nutrients. So consuming that, and there are places you can like have it sent away and they'll just put it in pills. So you can just take the pills, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. And consuming that is put is giving you your nutrients back and like helping you heal from that crazy traumatic thing you just did in, in creating life. You know, it's a really like beautiful thing. Like, but it does it's involve a circle. It's exactly. just a big circle. It involves consuming essentially flesh, you know, wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> zombies too, man. They do. Yeah. It. Zombies. Yeah, yeah. Zombies. Definitely. <laughs> but I guess maybe is that a little, because they're dead. Does it have to be a living thing? It's the reverse. That's what's it scary. Right. Oh, the dead eating the living. Ooh. Uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely yeah. not the first to stumble on this, but <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a unique idea. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, yeah, that is that is a, an interesting one to consider, though, because yeah, the dead eating the living, like everything I just expressed came from a very kind of romantic vision of like giving back to life. But yeah. what does it mean for the dead to be eating living? Like that's a mm, that's just spooky. You know? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just fucking scary, is what that is. <laughs> that's downright scary. Um, yeah, that, that is wild. Well, now we're we're on you know zombies made famous by movies and their introductions of it. I think it'd be fun to talk about like how cannibalism has shown up in our you know culture and how it's been presented and and usually a bad way or sometimes a good way. I mean, with your favorite movie that you're talking about today, you love the presentation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do. And I'm, I'm going to go on a rant about it, but let's, let's start with, <laughs> with zombies. <laughs> well, yeah, let's, I mean, we, yeah, we can talk about zombies. I mean, the big one is night of night of the living dead. We're eating people. It's really, it's really gnarly. Um, and all of its sequels, um, and all of the, you know, it's, it's always fascinating the way, uh, Romero used the zombie allegory to talk about cultures and consumerism and capitalism and all that. And we're just consuming, consuming, consuming. And what is cannibalism, but consuming each other, you know? Um, uh, that's a big one. I think uh, a big, like, I don't usually think about it, but it's definitely what they are. But like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they are a cannibal family. They run a barbecue stand. <laughs> <laughs> selling people that come in you know uh it's a gnarly fucking movie and maybe it's just you know top of mind because i was just playing it this last weekend and i was like oh yeah yeah they're eating them you know they're (laughs) they're, there's a whole scary dinner scene all about it um and i always think about uh texas chainsaw massacre part two because at the beginning the cook is at a like a county texas chili fair like a cook-off and they win every year it's their chili is always the best (laughs) <laughs> of course it is of course it is because like human flesh <laughs> and all the people are eating it down and they're like i don't know how he gets this the texture of this spice it's like you know that's always people. such yeah that i love that trope of like there's a like there's always just in cannibal stories typically there is there's always like almost like little joke like why does it taste so good and like it's, it's always like, we even know like do we even know if human meat tastes good at all like you know it might not even like it might be stringy and weird like uh, you know? i don't know you know you trade other meats of other like i the first time i had alligator i was like what is this gonna be and it's like it tastes just like chicken it really does like it yeah. tastes just like chicken and so it was kind of a surprise of like well 
something so different from a chicken can taste like a chicken. What? <laughs> you know, what? I don't I know. Frogs legs. Frogs legs taste like chicken wings too. Like, does everything taste like chicken? I think so. No, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Um, tastes like chicken. <laughs> what else? I, I mean, the these are always fun stories because, like, with this chili cook-off, all these stories about like people unwittingly um indulging in cannibalism so like you know this chili cook-off there's also like sweeney todd musical movie yeah like yeah, yeah mrs Lovett's meat pies you know um i love that so much uh and this isn't even a new thing back to like shakespeare titus andronicus you know he like with his he, titus serves up sons the his enemy's sons to him in a in a, in a dish um which is a storyline we get all juicy revenge yeah, <laughs> what exactly. It's a storyline, that specific storyline we get all the time, the, like being served like a loved one or someone or something as, yeah, right. as like, just like a revengeful yeah. <laughs> And there's something like even more a little chilling because you think about cannibal and it's like a grisly act, you know, it's like consuming a person, but like it gets a little more uncanny when you uh, blur it with other just kinds of meat that you would use in cooking that like, I think like Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter is prime example of this. The Hannibal TV show is so good because he like goes through all these dishes and these really delicious looking food. Like he's using like, he's using every tool in the book to, and, and it's like a, you know, chef's table episode. Um, but you just know the meat is always people. And so yeah. um, <laughs> he's people. an artist. He's people. He's an artist. He's very spoken. It's, it's very attractive. It's like he lures you in and, you know, like, you just to the point of like, you know what? Wow, this is exotic. It's not, you know, taboo. It's different, yeah. you know? Um, totally. And that's, yeah, that's a such an interesting like kind of uh, storyline. And um, I think we've been seeing it more and more with like recent like cannibal, you know, horror films and cannibal content. But there is definitely, and this I think attaches to, you know, the rise of crazy conspiracy theories and we're not going to go too deep down that rabbit hole, but like uh, this concept of um, also like the elite people, you know, the elite are the ones that like, like you kind of brought up how there are a lot of movies that play into this trope of like, um, yeah, past like indigenous tribes and things like that and, and making that, the you know the the cannibal taboo but now i think we're seeing a lot more oh no the elite are eating people because they can and they're like and then once you get a taste of it you can't stop and it's like this thing uh um it's a power play it's like people with tremendous power um you know getting addicted to eating humans or like or consuming human blood or flesh to stay youthful. It's like this this super insidious power thing. Um, but that's that just happens. correct. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them all, you know? <laughs> it's just fucking correct. <laughs> oh my God. You can oh. tell me you're not consuming people. <laughs> literal or figurative, either or. You're doing it. You know? like, <laughs> you're just- <laughs> Yep, exactly. Because yeah, it is. It's it's uh, uh, creating a very visceral um, metaphor for essentially the exploitation of people too, or the dehumanization of people. Yeah, they're not people anymore. They're dinner. Exactly. Um, So yeah, yeah, 
great, you know, it's a great metaphor. It's a great, I, I love that. That's kind of, you know, been a big storyline recently. Like I talked, I think I talked about right after I watched it, like last year, there's a, the movie flesh. Yeah. You, I never saw it, but you, you liked it. Yeah. I did like it. Um, it was, it's rough. Like it's, it's rough. Like trigger warning on one. Um, uh, you know, it does involve like violence against women for sure. Um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I just like, you know, this about me, Brian, I just have like a hard line in my like exploration of horror and some like, and it makes me want to shut down sometimes. And I definitely mm-hmm. had a moment early in that film where I was like, I don't know if I can finish this, but I did push through and I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, I thought it was actually very, very good. Um, and I liked the direction it went. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like the, the storyline. It was, you know, it was a, 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 um, a rich kind of powerful person that, you know, got off on eating human meat is, you know, is the, the big bad guy. And like, um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's also, yeah, it's an interesting, um, an an interesting way to kind of explore, ideas surrounding just uh, surrounding like hunger and desire Mm -hmm. and all of that as well like cannibalism is a great like just exploratory um like avenue (laughs) for a lot of um like in in literature and film it's just like for a lot of aspects of being human i feel like we can really get to the nitty-gritty of a lot of stuff by like exploring it through the metaphor of cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, just to go back to class warfare for a second, you know, because it's <laughs> so hot right now because fuck them all. Uh, but like Soylent Green, you know, the class, I've never seen it, but I just know that the topic, you know, that like they're, fe- they're eating people, you know, that Soylent Green is this mysterious drink. What, what, what is it? What is it? Find out they're feeding people. Um, and that's the secret ingredient. And that's like, what a, what a better analogy is that of like feeding the masses more of the masses and the, having them consume themselves while ivory towers are just like, we're untouchable because you guys are just too much, you know, paying attention to consuming each other, you know? Um, it also connects to a few months back for, for book club, book club plug. Uh, we read Tender as the Flesh. Mm-hmm. That dealt with like so many of those same themes and ideas that dehumanizing people in order to like wrap your head around and then there was again more class warfare because people at the you know it started to become uh, fashionable to have you know have eating parties just like mummy parties you know at at, at the people and you would come and and you would get a little cooler in your house to keep your carcass and whatnot and uh. (laughs) yeah yeah it is it's it's a it's just a perfect um kind of device to explore i mean going back to what i said before like on some level i do kind of see my body especially after i die as just a a resource that could be used and that's why i'm open to it being used after i live a full human life you know and like (laughs) yeah but but yeah it makes it those kind of storylines make it very easy for us to dive into um yeah, just ideas of dehumanization and to what extent using a human being, a human body, like, which is huge in the discussion of class and 
work and all of that. It's like, what does it mean to exploit a human body? And like, I think a great way to shove that in your face is like a huge, a huge way to be like, this is exploitative is to use the device of cannibalism, right? Like, because Mm -hmm. people's brains go like, okay, that, you know, is alarming in a way that uh, thinking about how human bodies are like used in the workforce, like it's harder for people to really like, you know, go all in on, but yeah, it all, it all does tie into dehumanization, exploitation of human bodies, that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I think you're right on the money. And I think that, that just to put in a, using that to put a pin in on a previous topic on vampires, I think it also comes down exactly what you said, dehumanizing. Are they human? Because uh, Or are they vampires? Or is there a difference? <laughs> or is, or are they just a human with an ailment? They got a little, they got a little, they got that dog in them, you know, they got like, <laughs> Just or a are they some other, you know, you, the, the, so many vampire stories are like, they are livestock to us. We are beyond, we're, we're something, we're not human, you know? So I guess it just depends on your definition of what a vampire is. And then there, and then that also leads to the conversation of like, and to what extent, like, why do humans always get prioritized over other beings? Like, that's an important conversation. <laughs> yeah. They always gloss, gloss over that, like interview with a vampire, like, you know, uh, he tries eating rats for a long time, but they're just not as good. You know, yeah. are, <laughs> yeah. there's just something about a human body. that's just oh, so good. It's just so good. <laughs> can't, can't help it. You know, it can't, it just can't. I get it. No. <laughs> I still, I still, uh, hold to the belief that of all like the mythical creatures of horror the vampire would be the one with like the chillest existence you know that like there's ways around everything you can hang out all night you can get blood with consent you can be a decent dude or woman you can do what you you can be whoever you want you can also like i mean not forever you can read so many books it's so good (laughs) so good uh that actually makes me think of it's lately been like one of my favorite just like sad romantic songs but have you heard the song if we were vampires no it's like oh it's oh it's so beautiful but like the main line is like like if we were vampires and death was a joke like i wouldn't have to hold your hand like because like it's kind of like being like immortal and being a vampire like like how you would make fun of like other people for falling in love basically because like it just it wouldn't matter and so it's like it's this like really romantic meditation on like the on how things like have to end for them to matter but it's like using vampires i just love it it's a beautiful song check it out check it out that's it nice. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, when things end, there's some. There's more value in what you got now. You know, it's like that song. You don't know what you got till it's gone. You know, <laughs> they, they paved paradise paved and put up a parking lot. <laughs> Ooh, bop, bop, bop. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know. It, I feel like that was a little bit of a. Uh, a segue into uh, the idea of romance. Yeah, which, let's talk about your little, your little nugget, your little slice of... <laughs> I, okay, uh, yeah, I have plenty of things to say. I could probably just talk about this m- movie for a whole episode. But 
we haven't really talked about it yet, Brian. So I want to know what you thought of it. I thought the movie was rad. I thought it was cool. It was cool how um, I liked the idea and like the romanticization of consuming somebody, you know, and becoming, or just like the idea of two becoming, I mean, it's like a song, two become one, you know, but like, nice girls reference. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like the, uh, but there's something like, there's also, it made me think about, there's this other book, uh, Song of Achilles, really, really cool book about Achilles and and his his love. Patroclus, Achilles and Patroclus. And, and there's a spoiler right now, if you don't want to read, if you're going to read this book, I highly recommend you do, but I, 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 for this conversation, I have to, you make the point about the end. (laughs) Um, At the end, Patroclus dies first, and uh, it's all about like afterlife. It, his soul is just wandering because uh, part of like the punishment of their forbidden love was they were not buried together, and so their love he, they were lost in a void of the afterlife. You love voids, lost I until finally, <laughs> until finally, somebody like I can't remember exactly. It's been years since I read the book, but like the, the someone cared enough to bring the body and bury them together in a way, and the way, but it's still being told from the point of view of this, you know, the energy, because they've ceased to be alive. So they're just energy in the universe. They're looking for their one thing. And it talks about how the energy finally finds its soulmate and they just become its all. They just exist forever together, you know, in one little thing. And that's like, I think it's beautiful. Sobbing, beautiful. Like the way she wrote it, incredible book, Um, Song of Achilles. It's the same thing about this movie that like it had the same kind of idea about like consuming that you become the bones and all it's the name of the title that like bones and all. it's such a good it's such a good fucking title yeah. like just those words there's so much like they're so simple and like they hit but like it says so much like bones and all uh it's fucking beautiful that's great <laughs> they, they 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 cease to be a separate thing they are forever yeah. in. they are they are it actually reminds in. me of there's um there's a a fish a deep sea ocean fish. It's one of those like deep sea bioluminescent ocean fishes, which I, fucking, I like, I, I say this a lot. I really, I think next, next life, I would really like to be reincarnated as one of those. I want to just be a, a light up fish deep in the ocean. That seems yeah. a little angler fish. Yeah. Something along those lines, but there's one that I saw in some nature documentary and um, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but like, nicknamed it a fusion fish because when they mate they they mate and then and then they become one being for the rest like after like they fuse they fully fuse like <laughs> they incredible they become, i know they go from being two fishes then they have sex and then they are they are now one fish like it's nuts it's crazy <laughs> and then like, yeah and there's something pretty rad about that but it's pretty cool it's it's cool like it yeah there's obviously something very beautiful about like you know it's 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 a very straightforward like example of the interconnectedness of everything like you are you are you literally become one like your dna fuses like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's like a beautiful concept and that's i mean bring it back to the mirror movie it's that is like a you know they they bring that up um yeah and that's that's so cool. That's I like that. I liked that bit. I thought it was told like pretty tenderly. I liked it. Chalamet, dude, pretty good. Pretty good. Chalamet, kid. <laughs> I told you right after we finished. I was like, I know why she liked it. It's fucking. 
cannibals in Iowa with Chalamet. Like, of course she's going <laughs> to love it. You know, like. True. It's checking a lot of boxes. <laughs> a lot of boxes. Like, I get it. It's fine. Yeah. And he was like grungy too. It was like. Oh, yeah. Bungie Chalamet, like, ooh. <laughs> he's writing, he's reading Kerouac and like, fucking. <laughs> road tripping across the right. American West. Oh, On like... the road. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that's, no, that's definitely real. Um, Yeah, a lot, just a lot of, a lot of things that were relevant to my interests in, in that film, for sure. Um. But yeah, I loved, I mean, like, I love, I pretty much love any, any horror romance. Like, I really love the combination of those two genres, like, especially if it's done well. Um, And especially when it's done, like you said, this tenderly, like, it really is a beautiful movie. Um, It's a very, it's emotional. And it is, there are some deeply gory scenes. Like, there are some. There are some moments that are it like, gets gnarly. It doesn't hold back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also straight up, straight up, one of the most unsettling characters I can imagine is Sully. Like he is so unlike. I just spooky. rewatched the other day, and I find him. I mean, I don't know that actor's name, but he fucking killed it. But he is so unsettling, and yeah. like the like just his his that character. Everything about him, I was like, this is deeply like horrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Uncomfy that one. But yes. I mean, like you go back to like the gore you were saying about that movie. Uh, that's the thing that like I also really enjoyed and loved that it was like it was fucking gnarly. And like because I feel like even in horror movies, you could like slash or stab and blah blah blah, scream, blah blah blah. This one was like wrestling, rolling in their like viscera, and like it was like a lot (laughs) any time there was like you know and there weren't like a ton of kills it's not like you know it's a lot more about the the vibes it's a lot more about the ambiance it's a lot more about the journey but when they happen like they're brutal from the director of the most recent suspiria remake like it does not hold back like when (laughs) like it's wild so Yeah. yeah i like the movie i'm glad you liked it um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, just the way you kind of like because we didn't really talk about it, but the way you kind of brought it up, I kind of wasn't sure if you enjoyed it or not. Um so no, I, I like it. I'm I think it was glad, glad to hear that you that you liked it because it yeah, I just I don't know, probably probably I mean easily one of my favorite movies from the past year, easily. Mm-hmm. Um I just think, yeah. Uh, cinematography beautifully shot especially as someone who you know is a midwest like apologist like i fucking love romanticizing the midwest um and they just some really beautiful moments and like yeah i think it's just um one of the best examples i've seen of really diving into a truly like gruesome kind of horror and and making you feel all warm and fuzzy and tender and in exploring those themes at the same time, like simultaneously. That's yeah. I mean, theme. that's, that's right. You're right on the money. Cause that's, that was the kind of the, the, the trick of the movies that like really didn't hold back of like, cause most of the movie are like, yeah, they are eating people and I get that they have to and blah, blah, blah. But it also like, I don't agree with it. 
you guys are like fucking murdering people, you know? And it's like, they're eating and it's scary and it's brutal. And to like kind of pull it a 180 by the end being like, wow, that was really nice. You know, <laughs> like that was a really beautiful thing you yeah. did, you know? Exactly. And it, I, I mean, kind of going back to what we were talking about before, I think it's a really good example of the like humanizing of the monster, you know, because sure. like, um, the main character, what's her name? Mm, I'll pull it up. I have it right here. Bones and all. Uh, we got Mer- Marin. Marin. Yeah. <laughs> so Marin is the main character, and she's amazing. She's like, and and she definitely goes through that typical, you know, kind of like what we see in vampire movies. That like moral dilemma um, that she's dealing with throughout the entire movie. Like that's the you know like largely what we're following. Um, right. and but like. I yeah I, I think she really come like comes out as like a character who like truly is doing her best to like still just be a good person you know mm-hmm. like because anytime she does feed it's kind of like it it's very abrupt and like you could tell like like it, it doesn't it's often not super premeditated or yeah. it, or that's another interesting dynamic is like she avoids feeding but then like if there is someone else like her that wants to feed then she has that sense of community so she can mm-hmm. um, which is like a very interesting thing you know like because like she got to feed with sully and then obviously uh, timothy's character is kind of like providing for her you know throughout the film which is beautiful like mm-hmm. <laughs> the way you know he just wants to like keep her safe and fed is like very beautiful. Um, But also then when she, you know, there's the scene where she hears the guy who isn't one of them, you know, he's, Mm -hmm. he's, he just wasn't, he wasn't born the way they were, but he is like engaging in cannibalism and how just like, she's like just absolutely disgusted. by. Yeah. 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 Um, And so, yeah, you you have her kind of grappling with like some pretty intense nuance of like that feel yeah fe- feeling like a monster, but also just trying to survive, and then and then believing that you are deserving of love. Like it's just <laughs> like it's a it's, nice little 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 fable, little yeah, parable. Exactly, exactly. Like she, yeah, I think she's a, a deeply relatable character and. Um, yeah, and yeah, exactly. Just like the metaphors of like, um, like, you know, we're not the worst thing we've ever done. Like that, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) that as it's a beautiful film. Everyone should watch it. (laughs) Bones and all. It wasn't streaming anywhere. I think I had to rent it, but, um, so right now. Yeah, it's not really streaming anywhere, but you can get it on, I think it's like MGM Plus that you can get on Amazon Prime as like an add-on mm-hmm. and in do seven days free. Oh, so, okay. That's so how if you want to, yeah, if you want to like just watch that, because I don't even know what else is on MGM Plus, but that's how I watch. I rewatched it last week. Gotcha. Um, but that reminder to myself, I need to go cancel that like right now. <laughs> <laughs> real quick speaking <laughs> of like free trials to streaming services i don't usually have uh showtime's that yellow jackets and yellow jackets is oh, yes. and that is also i mean 
I'm not far into season two. I need to catch up. I really Me need too. to catch up. Me um, too. I need to catch up too. But based off that first episode, we're, yeah. we're getting it. It's happening, right? I'm sorry for everybody listening that maybe already knows the answers and we don't, but like they're going to eat people. They're going to yeah. eat, right? Someone's yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Someone's no, getting nibbled. Right. Yeah, exactly. We got, uh, yeah, I think about as far as where we are, like we, we got the ear nibble. So yeah. we're already in it. We're already dealing with cannibalism. Yeah. Which I think we all, we all knew that last season, you know, like it's, I don't think it's a secret. Like we, we knew that they had to do something to stay alive out there. So yeah. I think it's like pretty, pretty sure they had to eat someone. <laughs> I wonder if this, cause I've also been hearing like mixed reviews of people thinking didn't really like this season as much and whatnot. And I like kind of compare it to, I didn't watch it when it came out, but uh, reading a lot about twin peaks when it was on TV and not the big you know mystery was who killed Laura Palmer. And that the, um, the fear of the show is the show could only go on as long as you didn't know who killed Laura Palmer, yeah. you know? And so, <laughs> Um, and that's like, you know, you find out pretty early in season two and season two is pretty long with twin peaks. And so like, and it gets kind of wacky and kooky and not a, not a, there's a, there's a following that likes it and people that don't. Um, and so I wonder if that's like something, with, you know, yellow check. It's like, we want to know what happened, what happened to the baby? Well, what happened to the, you know, eating, how'd you survive? You know, um, so many people survive. More and more people are coming in. And I'm like, right? I didn't want more people to survive. I wanted more, you know, like, <laughs> right? I didn't they want more going. adults. I'm like, oh, I, wanted... I, thought, I thought she was gone. Like, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess that's my initial review of, like, they've already introduced more to get people that have survived. And I'm like, I don't think we need, I think we need less. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have more to do in the past, right? You know, so. Anyway, but Yellow Jackets definitely probably fits into this cannibal conversation. I had to bring it up. Um, so. Yeah, it's just a good, it's a good, it's a good little uh, topic, little little appetizer course, you know. Um, little. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't eat it all, but that's you know that's gluttony, and we're not gonna eat. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, honestly, I I I just have a sneaking suspicion this topic. We'll probably come back around because I, I think it's kind of come back in like Catholic episodes. Come in the Wendigo <laughs> episodes. We're gonna we're gonna keep talking about eating. We're gonna people. keep I'm talking sorry. about it. <laughs> but I think I think this was a fun one in the sense we we posed a lot of questions, a lot yeah. of good <laughs> questions. Yeah. So would yeah. love to hear anybody's thoughts on any of those questions. <laughs> I um I'm, I'm laughing because I just read this. I'm not, this there's this um uh journalistic like law that I can't remember what it's called, but I've learned about it today. About like any publication, any news publication that has a headline that ends in a question mark, the answer is always no. It's no, <laughs> like because if the newspaper could not, if knew it was true, they would just say it. But yeah. since it's now a question mark, it's like, well, they didn't do their work. And so the answer is no until they do, you know? <laughs> like, That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so anytime you see a headline that like, I don't know, Christina Aguilera eating people? Yeah. Answer is no. But you're just doing this for self, you know. <laughs> Millennials killing the dishwasher detergent industry? Exactly. <laughs> Probably not. No. Probably not. <laughs> Answers no, because if there wasn't a question mark, then I'd be like, oh, let's see your case. You know, let's see why we are doing this. Um, It's just interesting. Um, Yeah. Thanks for joining us for our tasty cannibal episode. We are the Happy Harvest Horror Show. And 
uh, Corey is open to being eaten when she is ready. <laughs> when she <No>. is <laughs> when I fully died of natural causes. <laughs> I still but, like the idea of being a mummy, you know. Oh Just yeah, that was- getting my little mausoleum. You know, people. I'm gonna be really important. People are gonna come to my my grave and go, oh, God, that guy. And I'll be a little ghost sitting on the top being like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Again, we have a book club. It's really fucking rad. Really cool people. You can join us by going to our Instagram, Happy Harvest Horror Show, giving us a little donation and sending us an email saying, get me in there. We're reading Reluctant Immortals, which is a, which is a pretty fun one. I read the first chapter the other night. Uh-huh. you're on top of it you're you're ready to go <laughs> well a little sneak preview of brian and book club he always saves the book until three days before book club yeah it's always a panic me listening to the book on audiobook times three speed just like <laughs> i literally two of my best friends up here like <laughs> they've experienced this multiple times now <laughs> like They'll be like, you want to know, like I, I brought it up, I said, like, we were like hanging out in a group and I said something about like book club, it's book club night or whatever. And my friend Grant was like, oh God, he's like, you know what book club day is? It's all <laughs> of us in the car listening to whatever book she has to read on like three times speed. <laughs> That's right. But you know what? It happens. It happens. I get my homework done, damn it. Yeah, but we get, we get it done. But we're there done. ready. And oftentimes book is very fresh in our heads <laughs> absolutely and i have a lot to say because i read 300 pages before we came in today exactly anyway, book club's great come join us happy harvest horror show on instagram um and yeah if you like the show you can also uh, just support for any reason you just you like us you know think we're little tasty nuggets you know after this episode little nuggets <laughs> fun little nuggets enjoying uh, spooky season all year round. So I'm um, excited yeah. for the, the rest of the summer. And yeah, thanks for joining us. I'll catch you later. You guys love y'all. Bye. Bye.